What is up, everybody? Good morning. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday, the 26th of September, one day before my birthday. Oh, my Jesus. I don't know how I can deal. Um, but remember, I'm, I'm, I'm 22. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, so the question of the day is, um, do you know if you are still very much pressured by your own friends maybe even your family you know like a sibling or and such um it's quite funny because that's what one of the confessions i heard this morning and it had to do with a woman who's in her 30s and pretty much she got peer pressured she she knew she's like i can't believe it i have this fault that i can still be peer pressured and i'm in my 30s like what is going on so pretty much she got super drunk um and you know the later on in life the older you get when it comes to peer pressure and drinking yeah those recovery days instead of like overnight you know a few hours the next day it becomes like two days because you're hurting bad um so um my question is do you still get peer pressured by your friends whether it be just dares random things not necessarily drinking just in general um for me i was never really one that was peer pressured into drinking not my thing um and and this is something i always say when someone gets peer pressured it's because they usually wanted to do something um wild or even just do whatever they're getting peer pressured into. It, it you can't really um, force, truly force anyone to do anything they don't want to do, unless you know within them they feel they need to because of you know um, in order to have fun. Um, the true peer pressure um, it, it is is that. That's what I believe in. Um, you can't truly make someone do something they didn't already want to do um so for me i don't truly like the last time i got peer pressured and it you know had to do with alcohol i i went against my better judgment and i drank some disgusting disgusting fireball oh my god it's so gross it's there's a reason why there's a devil on that bottle and (laughs) it's not you should not consume that disgusting drink um in this case what ended up happening you know everybody was having fun so i was like you know what everybody's having fun getting loose oh my god i want to have fun too i don't want to be that only one kind of like uh whatever so i drank some um the night proceeded to be okay um you know drank a little bit more things and the end of the night was just Oh my God, it, it, it was bad. It was really bad to the point that I got to a level of um, intoxication that I don't normally reach. And that was definitely a peer pressure scenario. And um, I just knew that it's possible. And I'm kind of upset I went against my better judgment, but it's a lesson um, I have and 
definitely know <laughs> to this day and many more that I will never drink that ever again. I don't care how much you tell me you enjoy that alcohol. I will tell you, no, get away from me. Um, so I know everyone's kind of have kind of has one of those stories um, when it comes to, you know, drinking, but peer pressure overall, like, I know that's why a lot of people out there have charges as far as being arrested because they got peer pressured into doing something so dumb by their friends. I mean, it, 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 it happens all the time. But I know that by the time you get into those 30s, you should kind of stop, you know, getting peer pressured. How about you? Does it still happen? If you've been on the internet today and you've done a little search on Google, you might see that the new Google Doodle today is for Gloria E. Ansaldua and her 75th birthday, which is a great day, um, even though my birthday is the next day. But uh, I just want to, you know, you might have seen the Google Doodle, but you might not have actually looked into some information. And she is actually falling in perfectly with my Hispanic Heritage coverage for the whole Hispanic Heritage Month. So, here's a little information about her. Uh, for writer and scholar Gloria A. Ansaldua, a border wasn't just a line on a map. It was a state of mind and a viewpoint on life. Born on this date, the 26th of September, in 1942, in the Rio Grande Valley, Ansaldua possessed an outstanding gift for transforming dividing lines into unifying visions. Growing up on ranches and farms in Texas-Mexico border towns, Ansaldua developed a profound appreciation for the earth and its riches. She fell in love with art and writing as a way to capture the magic of the landscape around her. She also faced racism and isolation, but that didn't stop her from becoming a stellar scholar. After graduating from Pan American University in 1969, Ansaldua taught migrant students, traveling with them to serve as a liaison with school boards. She realized early on that she lived in many worlds at once. She was both American and Mexican, both native and foreigner. It's not a comfortable territory to live in, this place of contradictions, Ansaldua noted. She understood that the way forward was not to choose a side, but to embrace a third place, a land of both not either and or. Ansaldua mapped this new frontier with her pen. Her most famous work, Borderlands, La Frontera, the new mestiza, alternates between English and Spanish and includes a variety of forms, from poem to prose, from critique to confessional, this striking mix of voices and perspectives earned Borderlands a place on literary journals list of best books of 1987. In 1977, she moved to California, where her writing soon became known in academic circles. Her theories had impact across disciplines, including Chicano and Chicana studies, women's studies, LGBT studies, and post-colonial studies. She was awarded a posthumous PhD in literature by the University of California, Santa Cruz. Like I stated early on in the segment, she is the Google Doodle for the day, which celebrates Ansaldua's ability to live across borders, whether geographical, social, or philosophical. She put it best, to survive the borderlands, you must live sin fronteras, be a crossroad. Happy 75th birthday, Gloria.
What up, y'all? This is your boy, Everton. I loved, loved Monica's question yesterday in regards to uh, reading, you know, your children's diary. I, for one, don't have any kids. Um, so, but if I was a parent, I absolutely agree with Monica. Um, I would have left it alone and I wouldn't have read it, you know, just because you don't want to break that trust. But I do have a follow-up question to that for parents is now if god forbid your child is seeming very weird and funny almost to the brink of suicidal and like i said god forbid and hopefully that's not the case and this is just a hypothetical situation do you think it's right at that point to open up the diary and see what's going on see if you can help bye thank you everton for calling in and in response to your um follow-up to yesterday's um question of the day segment and um dealing with you know if, if you are worried about your child in that you know that's why you um kind of reach that level of going in and trying to find out more information and in this case i'm guessing you decided to read their diary check their phone probably computer and such um if you're truly worried and you feel there's something else going on with your child, especially like I said, if it's some kind of um, 180 where your child is completely not the person that you knew um, they were the day before, maybe the week before, um, that's where I feel as a parent you do need to be somewhat nosy. Now, if you're just like, oh, you know, they're not being the same um, and it's because of growing up yeah our attitudes somewhat change but if it's really just drastic and that it changes like that there might be something else going on i would never wish anything bad upon any child um especially if something like that happens but you have to be wary there are um evil people out there you know they might have you know there might have been somebody out there god forbid um who does something to your child in in when it comes to even a family member molestation rape something um maybe kids are bullying um them in school and we've seen this lately in the last few years with cyberbullying. you know children social media opens up these doors for individuals to um once they come home, they can't escape the bullying that occurs um, at school. It, it's just back in the days when we didn't have this much connected um, connection to the outside world, we can escape into our own little world, read our books, keep ourselves busy with other things, but now it follows you home and it's horrible. Um, so I know that a lot of um, children could be suffering from depression, um, suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that that happened. Um, and what I say, you know, to parents is definitely, I'm not saying to be overly nosy and over your child. Cause in that case, you know, they might start to rebel and do other things cause you're just all up on them, sweating them, just, ugh. And they feel the need to escape and do something else to be free. Um, so then they start to lash out. Um, so in this case, yeah, show the love. You know, talk to them. I'm not saying to be their super best friend. But, you know, um, still be a parent and, and, and let them know that you care. Um, 
definitely be positive with them. Um, try not to argue with your child, especially if you notice there's something going on. Just ask them openly. I mean, in some cases, I know there's some children, they don't really want you to get close depending on what occurred. Um, they might be embarrassed or um, um, feel a certain way about what they're going through and they don't necessarily want to talk to you, the parents, um, because again of embarrassment. Um, one key thing is to definitely know your child's friends. It might be something due to their friends or maybe the lack thereof. Again, coming back to cyberbullying. Uh, cyber um, but it's important to always know your child's friends. Don't assume, oh, I'm going to Joe Schmo's house down the street. Okay, but you never met them. Um, so you don't actually know where your child is going. You don't know who they're partaking, you know, this time with. Um, so that's one of those things. Um, if you're well um, educated about what your child is doing, I think everything should be fine and you won't have to deal with snooping through their um, devices and or um, diaries and such to, you know, be informed of how they are and what they're doing. Um, just pretty much be straightforward with them. That's, that's what I hope, you know, going forward with my children as they get older that I can continue to utilize because right now my my kids I don't really have any issues that I need to worry about but I always at the end of the day um, keep that in my mind to ensure that you know nothing bad occurs to them and that's what we want as parents so this is pretty much what is trending in the news today we have been hearing a lot about Equifax in the news in the last couple weeks, and today, Equifax CEO and Chairman Richard Smith has suddenly retired in the wake of a data breach that impacted as many as 143 million customers and sparked multiple probes at the state and federal level. Board member Mark Fiedler will serve as non-executive chairman, while Equifax APAC chief Paulino Dorego Barros Jr. <laughs> will take over as interim CEO. Three other executives, including the credit reporting company's chief financial officer, are under scrutiny for selling $1.8 billion of company stock days after the breach was discovered internally, but weeks before it was announced to the public. Equifax's chief security officer and chief information officer stepped down September 14. Now, as you already know, this is a developing story, so we're going to keep hearing a few things about this in the news for the next couple weeks and rightly so now this one is good soon you'll be able to say alexa i want fries with that and that sounds delicious to me because amazon is expanding its restaurants vertical through a new partnership with online ordering company olo so you'll soon be able to order shake shack oh my god i love it five guys eh, never had it chipotle denny's and other goodies from olo's 200 plus restaurant arsenal Amazon Restaurants, which offers food delivery in less than an hour and is currently available in some 20 cities, hasn't yet made a big dent in the online ordering space, but shares of rival Grubhub, which owns Seamless, Menu Pages, and Eat24, sank on the partnership's news. Another one bites a dust. Oh my god. You would think in the way that we harp on so much security and how far we think about you know all these hacks that have been happening another company 
bites it. And in this case, this was Deloitte. One of the world's top accountancy firms was hit by a cyber attack that could have put its client's personal details at risk. This was reported by The Guardian. Although the breach was discovered in March, the company believes hackers may have had access to its systems as far back as last October. The attackers reportedly only need one password to access Deloitte's email system. And if any of you have ever watched hackers, hopefully it wasn't someone who failed and chose the password sex, god, or just password. Um, I would hope they're smarter than that and that they have a setting in place that allows for more detailed passwords. Um, but according to The Guardian, companies across major sectors, government agencies, pharma giants, media firms, multinational corporations had material impacted by the breach. Now, with Halloween right around the corner, since October is about, what, a week away? This is a good one. Retailers are in for a treat this Halloween. According to the National Retail Federation, spending on the spooky holiday will likely hit a record of $9.1 billion this year, up from $8.4 billion in 2016. A record 48% of adults plan to dress up, and that's usually the slutty nurse or slutty border patrol outfit that they come up with. And some 179 million consumers are expected to shell out cash not candy corn for the occasion Americans will spend some 3.5 billion on costumes and 2.7 billion each for candy and decorations and 400 million on holiday greeting cards goes to show you gotta love the way we celebrate our holidays <laughs> everyone thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with me in the mix for the daily mix of the day if you have any questions or comments or just want to say hi you can do so by pressing the little comment icon on the segment and boom it'll be featured right on the station another way you can do is um just call it in using your phone right there it'll record you and the coolest part is that you can be featured on the station by just using your phone. The station is also in podcast format and it can be found on Google Play and on iTunes as well. So you can check us out there. If you need to catch one of the episodes, they will be uploaded there. So go ahead and add that to your list. Um, but again, we can always be found here first on anchor so um go ahead and favorite the station and you will be alerted anytime anything new drops all right see you guys next time